All right, lads, welcome back to me podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy. Uh, any emails, any comments, concerns, send it to me, Instagram page at Mick Thomas Comedy. You'll have to excuse the, um, I don't have any regular equipment with me, so you'll have to excuse the quality and also excuse me Wexford accent, so which is very, very strong, or tick, as they would say now, back here in Wexford. Um, to answer a lot of questions about emails, a lot of people be asking me, are you going to have any guests on there? Come on. And I never in, ever intended to have any guests on the, on the show. And, uh, but I said, sure, fuck it. Why not have somebody who doesn't want to be famous? Because that's all podcasts are. People just want to be famous, want to be, uh, want to get their name out there. So this, my very, very, very first guest ever on this uh, podcast, from all the thousands of listeners that I've had, is the first guest ever. And I've had a lot of people who want to be on it, but I said, nope, let me go with somebody who really doesn't want to be on it whatsoever and just wants to do, he's only doing me a favor, apart from letting me live in his house for a week. Now he's got to be on this bullshit. So my first guest is my very best friend uh, from Wexford, Tommy Farrell. All right, Tommy. Heidi ho. That's it, Heidi ho. So Tommy, we've been friends for now, how old, 16? Can I just say it first? Like, on. I didn't want to do this though. <laughs> 20 euro on a pack of Maltesers, like, good bribe. That's the only reason I'm sitting down at this table That's right what now. Maltesers, by the way, are uh, ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a COVID game over in Ireland for uh, ecstasy. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so Tommy's going on. So, what, 16? We were 16 when we met? 16 years of age, yeah. In a supermarket. That's right. And uh, you introduced me to shoplifting. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I did not. Sixty years of age, tracing a bit closer to that there in case it doesn't pick you up. Okay. Uh, yeah, and um, so yeah, I, I was just talking about this. I talked about this the other day, and I said, "No, we'll talk about it in uh, in in detail," because you were always like, "I wanted to do stand up for years." Like we started, we had the same thing in common, which was Billy Connolly, right? Everyone, everyone at our age is a fan of uh, Billy Connolly. And I was the only one like out of a fucking shitload of funny people that actually wanted to go off and learn how to structure a joke. But you actually toured Ireland with me, I suppose, right? Cork, Belfast. Uh, did we do something in Dublin, no? That time you Yes, you did, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. We did something uh, with Mick Foley that time. And then we went to Wexford. Now, this is what we talking about the other day. Like, I did really well. And I, I very really pat myself on the back. I did really well in all those places I traveled. I mean, for how many years ago was that now? Uh, that's going back five, six years, at least. I'd say six, uh, close to six years. Actually, my sister was she was getting married to her on the same time. What was she? I can't remember. I can't remember too. Fuck them all over the place. But I did well in all those towns: Cork, Dublin, Belfast, and I bombed in Wexford Town. And we had this conversation with another friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, Graham. And I made a comment that Irish people don't support each other. And he was really drunk and got into an argument with me about it. But uh, I, I always wanted to ask this question, right? Because my family still make fun of it, but never give me. Give me a reason. Why did I bomb that night? Why do you think was the reason I bombed? And be honest now. So we'll go there. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I've told you this before. Like it's just seeing all the faces in front of you, like your, your mom and dad, and all the people you grew up with. I think that was it. It's just the pressure, absolute pressure of it all. Like. But I didn't feel pressure on. I wasn't nervous. Really? Yeah. But I just want to know why. You I... were absolutely shit that night. <laughs> <laughs> but you came on tour like with me, so you it was the same jokes. I know, yeah. So I, why didn't it I, go I, well? I don't know. I can't understand it. Like, cause Belfast was a brilliant night. Like, you actually tore that up, and everyone would stay behind to actually get your autograph and everything. And then I come into Wexford, and just I almost feel like people bought tickets to hate me. Like, uh, no. just it was like, uh, I'm gonna go fucking hate this guy. 
I'm going to spend 20 euro on a ticket and I'm just going to yell at this fella. No, no, no one, no one does that. But then you said something to me last night when we started to talk about it. And you said you and Graham, which is the drunk fella we were talking about earlier. Uh, said, come here and we tell you. What was that again? What, like, I don't remember what that was. Yeah, so after the gig, like you stayed back to say your goodbyes and get paid and whatnot. And we went over to the Thomas More pub. And then you came in and the first person to meet you was Graham. Graham's closest <laughs> to the door. And he pulled you over and said, come here, make it. I tell you where you went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to pull Graham away and say, that's not what he wants to hear. Right now. Like, <laughs> the chap's devastated. Like, leave it. Leave it for a couple of days, will you? But I'm still looking for what, I, uh, what you think went wrong. I, I just think, like, honestly, think it's just seeing the faces straight in front of you. Like, your mum and dad don't fly. They've never been overseas. You do stand up and your whole family... Extended family, friends, people you grew up with, like they were all there that night. Like, yeah, I said the pressure must have been unreal. Like, I know you say you weren't under pressure, but it had to be. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I actually wanted to MC that show and then let Laurie and Laurie uh, Palmateri and Tim Gage um, kind of just run with the show, and I was just going to kind of host it. Actually, Tim was really good that night. He's, Tim was he, great. He saved the night. <laughs> Tim was worth the admission. Only for that, they would have burnt the place down. But I remember when into my dad, he was there at the, he was at the bar that night, and I was just. Fucking typical reason, like, you know, like a typical boy looking for approval from his dad. It's almost like, like when you remember you paint a picture or something, you go home from school and you just go, look, I painted that. And you're waiting for yeah, exactly. your dad to go, well, what do you think of that? Jeez, that's great, son. Mm-hmm. And all he said was he just, I was, we were shoulder to shoulder at the bar because we couldn't look at each other. And he was, you shouldn't have said that about your son. <laughs> I was like, fuck. That was it. That's all he said about the show. You shouldn't have said that about your son. Which means I was talking shit about a baby. So, uh, yeah, that was fucking, oh, that was a rough night, man. I, I mean, I really don't care because, like, comedians bomb all the time. Yeah, but you learn from it. But we, I've had talked to a bunch of comics in America, and they all said, Jesus, never go back to your hometown. So I think that's, I don't know if that's universal, like, it's, like, about going back to your hometown. It probably is, because there's begrudgers everywhere. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Begrudging cons. But I, I still don't think anyone's there to see you fail that night. I don't think so. I don't know. I think they were. I'll be honest with you now. I think they were. But, um, so, just coming back into the town, like Wexford Town, since we went for a walk yesterday and we were driving around, like, it's just amazing how much the town, like, hasn't changed. Like, but people have aged like shit. <laughs> like, shit. Like, don't do, be naming names here. No, I'm not going to name names. I don't hear any of that. People fucking writing in and going, or calling in, or beating you up, because I leave here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. People trying to exit you. Um... But that's another thing. Why, why do they all age like shit? Like all of them. Even yeah. the people who were younger than us when we were like young lads. I know. They look like 60 years old. Is it something in the Wexford water? I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't understand it myself. We've all aged like a fine wine. Yeah. Beautiful, said, beautiful creatures do we are. <laughs> <laughs> I said the other day, we're like, it was like uh, someone came up and just pipped my right. Just like we're falling apart and then all of a sudden, <laughs> they pull all out. You know where I was uh, today? I didn't tell you this. I was driving down with, uh, with my brother. And his uh, his son, my nephew, and we're down in Rosslare and looking at this the seal. Yeah, I heard about everybody, seal, right? Yeah. Sammy the seal, and uh, which is fucking a weak name, like just no creativity, is, yeah. <laughs> no creativity. And uh, I drove by Bogarts. It's still there. It's still there. Like it's not called Bogarts anymore, but it's the same shape. There was no Bogarts. Uh, was a nightclub that we used to go to. When we were what sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Cause I remember you had the fake. Get fake idea oh, yeah, yeah, and lie about yeah. getting in. Remember the jumper switch and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the things we used to do to get into that place. It was like that place in Cork, remember that night? Where I couldn't get in. 
Oh God, there's memories. Tell them. I don't remember. <laughs> there's memories I don't remember. But I remember in Bogart, we used to always, we all worked in a, in a supermarket together. There's a whole bunch of us. And we, all, we took a bus down every Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. open Fridays, was it? It's, it's about 20 kilometers or mi- 16, 17 miles away, I suppose. Yeah, so we all took a bus down. And uh, same bus, same people. And then you go in, it was like, it was, just, it was the spot in Wexford that everyone had, to, you just had to go there to get into it. And uh, I used to always have, I suppose, my baby face. I used to always have problems of getting in. But remember you go in, I was talking about that, you're like, and then the beach was right there. So if you met a girl. Oh yeah. And then you go into the beach to, uh, you had like the shifter. Just to hold hands. What are you talking to about? Hold hands. You animal. <laughs> Shift, by the way, means uh, rape. No, that means. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just go make out with her, kiss her, shift her. That's what I mean, just to shift her. Yeah. And uh, I was saying to I was saying to my brother today, and you go down there like you know, she's like, I'll say something dirty to me. All right, I have to get back to my bus. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, you'd be left behind if you didn't get back in time for your bus. That's right. Yeah. Then, then you have to get like a how much was a taxi back? I, I think that's actually walked the whole distance. Sure, Graham and Tommy did that one night. They walked along the train tracks. Took them a couple hours. Or like stand by me. Yeah, <laughs> but in the middle of the night. Do you remember? I don't wanna. I don't wanna mention any names. Do you remember your man who wanted to get a free ride on the train down? Oh, don't. <laughs> and he jumped on the train, and like he thought, like he wanted to go in for a good dance, and he fell under the train, and he lost both legs and one arm. Yeah, remember that? Ironically, he was wanting to go dancing, which I think is like. Remember that though? That was all. Or... I, I forgot about that guy completely, actually. And he was a prick too. Yeah, he wasn't the best of guys. Right? And so it was a kind of like, uh, not that I believe in karma in any way, but like. I'm trying to think of his name now. I know his name, but I don't want to say it because, you know. Okay. He's only getting. Uh, begins, you know. All right, I start saying the alphabet. When, <laughs> when his first letter comes up in his name, you say. Fairly early on the alphabet now. <laughs> but in the first four. All right. Okay. And then I nod when you get to oh, it. Oh, all right. I, I think I remember. You already know what it is. <laughs> But do you remember, I don't know, was it you that told me? Because he was like one of the worst people in the town, like for, for bullying, for beating people up. And then like it all came around. Was it you that told me that was at the bottom of Summer Hill, which is a really big hill. He wanted to push up and it someone at the air of his tires of his wheelchair. I've heard that story. I don't know. What, yeah, don't... I don't know who told me that. And I'm just like, like... like and, and then all of a sudden people are like, oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. Like, you don't fucking know what this fella did. True. What this fella did to people, man. But anyway, so we're going to Bogards and you were always, I always remember you were always, because I was an ugly person growing up, right? Before I you moved. stop it. And American people don't understand that because Americans think I'm gorgeous. And because uh, <laughs> I went to America, they got me teeth all fixed and all that stuff, right? Lost a bit of weight and all that. And uh, But um, I remember you Still were always. Still not with your shoulders though. Yeah, I know. I know. Still. No so, shoulders. No shoulders. <laughs> put a t-shirt on and just fall right around me. Like a hula hoop shirt. Uh, and uh, but I just always remember you. The girls always loved you, though. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. There's no like, time for modesty on this now. I got modest out. <laughs> I used to love it, though, man. I used to always watch Tommy Farrell get the girls, and I was just like, God damn it, one day. And I remember this one. I, I was looking at this the other day, because someone asked me about, do you have any of your fights on tape? And I really, I never did have, like, any, I never recorded any fights. But remember one time we were down at the Taba Hotel, where these fights, and I asked you to hold the camera, and I was... Mm-hmm. And I wanted to post it online because like I'm flabby in it because I was coming back like from just be, just being a being a, being a fat fuck. Right. And uh, I want to post it, but you're holding the camera, 
And all you can see is like during the middle of the fight, instead of you looking with your eyes at this girl walking by, like you turn the whole camera and just zoom in on her, <laughs> on her tits and ass. So all of a sudden, like I'm in this comeback fight of my life here, right? Getting killed or killing fellas, however the fight went. And all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this technique now, see what I did here. I seen the camera, just this girl walking by the ring with a drink in her hand. And Tommy's just going, like, right down her shirt. <laughs> I was like, how do you not separate both of those? Oh, I don't remember that. The thing about, uh, the one thing I, I, I noticed about, like, growing up in this town, too, was, like, that the, uh, the pranks. Remember we used to work in a certain supermarket? Yes. Jesus Christ. I remember that night I was bombing on stage and I was just uh, clutching the straws to try to talk about something because I, like, I, I ran through 45 minutes of material in 20 minutes because I was bombing. <laughs> and like normally you like, just take this material and stretch it out. I was like, ah, do you remember time at the supermarket? Like just started naming random people that the rest of the audience yeah, didn't know. Yeah. But, uh, Awful time. We used to, what were we talking about last night? Remember like, about the... Uh, the taxi cabs. <laughs> it was every half hour, wasn't it? Was it every half hour someone else came up? I thought they all came up once. No, I think, no. I think it was every half hour that's to keep them up. Just tell that story there. Yeah, so we were up in Mick's house one night and there's a certain neighbour that Mick doesn't get on with. So he came up with a genius idea to ring a load of taxi ranks around town. And it was eight of them, right? It was like yeah, eight, ordered taxi eight different taxis that come every half hour. And we just sat in the front window and watched them all pull up after every half hour and watch war ensue. And this went on till like all hours in the morning, right? And it was like, it started at like, I think it was almost, how did we end up in my house? Because my house was never a place to go after a night out. I don't think we even were out that night. Like it was just hanging out. Maybe Matt's house thought that would mm-hmm. be a place like that. That's the weird thing about your memory too. And you look back at it, it's like, Jesus, like, my Matt's house wouldn't have been a good place to hang around at all. It happened. <laughs> it happened? Yeah. Maybe she was out for a night or something, I don't know. You what? Maybe she was out. No, that's not like either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so just like walking in the town, man, it's like, it, it's like the whole town is, is gorgeous. But the, the one thing that I kind of, I seem to have a problem with Wexford Town is like, it's very Americanized, which is fucking, it's strange though. I mean, and I love America. I love it. But that's why I like coming back to Ireland because it, it's like, it gives you a break from it. It's a sad sight, it really is. It is though, but it gives you, it gives you a break from it, right? But, but then when you come back, it's like, it's almost like the sayings, like they try to adapt American culture and to talk. It is, it's just young people are just watching too much American TV. Like what? I, I don't know, I'm not that young anymore. But it's, but yeah, but it's not it must even, be like, it's the Kardashians and stuff like that. Like they're rubbing off on people over here now. Yeah, but it's not even though, it's not even like, like that they're themselves, like, you know, what they're saying, like I get. Cause I, I was like thinking about that the other day, cause like, yeah. Recently, like in America, in the last few years, like the words like lit, all that lit, you're not woke. You know what I mean? All that kind of shit talking. Yeah, I, was like, I don't even know what that means. I guess lit means good, right? All that, you know, with the cinema, how was the film? Always lit. Like, yeah, right? And uh, or the other thing was like, another thing that Irish people adopted too was like, was Kobe, right? They would say that before the truth something. Like that was being in America, like all kids would do it. And this is before, by the way, this podcast is recorded after Kobe Bryant died. So I don't think I'm making fun of Kobe or anything, but it's, it was a real thing. I would watch all these kids, like, when they, when it, and then I would see grown men do it back in the States. Like, if you had a bin over there, let's say, and you wanted to throw something in it, you would just go, Kobe, and you would throw it. I saw if it went in or if it didn't. So I was thinking about this the other day, too, was, like, the, how words have evolved. But then I was thinking, like, what was it like probably for old people sitting at the bar, like, and people coming, like, groovy, man. 
Like maybe lift and walk is all that is is our groovy or what do we used to say? Oh God, I, I, Desh. Desh. <laughs> it was Desh. But you're dead right though. Like we're we're becoming old now. Like we're we're going to be listening to people talking and not having a clue what they're talking about. Yeah, we're complaining about it already. Yeah. So we're already like. But that's the thing too, though. Like, is like you were saying, you were saying last night. It was like that scene in Casino. We went out to an old haunt of ours. Is that the new place in town, or is it the most popular it's, place? It is the most popular. Yeah. Which was empty, right? Emptyish. Yeah. But the three of us sat in the corner. The three of us just sat in the corner, and it was just like, uh, it's fucking. There was just none, none of us were talking to each other. We're watching the Brexit countdown, and then all of a sudden, you when there was like that that line in uh, Joe Pesci in Casino. Yeah. See, we're having fun. We're having fun. See, <laughs> <laughs> but the way they like the way the town has become like Americanized too. Like it's just it's bad. everyone dresses the same. Like and everyone like the town is too small. Like I get when fashions come in to play it right, but the town is too small for everyone to have the same fashion. Everyone's like a fucking clone. Yeah, that's why I love living in Dublin because you could wear what you want and no one would look twice at you. Whereas you can't do that down here because people are just jerry. Yeah, like I wore a hat and people were like double taken on it. Then yeah. I walked, I went into the hospital like with a, with a hat on, uh, and people were just looking at me like. And then someone told me like, there's some big drug lord in Dublin that gets photographed and he wears a hat just like that. I think that's. I thought maybe the shit is out people. I, I'd say a lot of people like that wear those kind of hats, alright. Because some people were looking at me like I was wearing a fucking swastika on my arm. Mm-hmm. So some people were looking at me. It was like, oh Jesus Christ, what's going on here? Do I just look like a two with a hat on? Or the there is that too. Though. There is that too. <laughs> <laughs> I funny how I could say it. Yeah, like a right to a right to the one. The one thing I did notice though uh, about the driving situation because I'm not going into my whole story again. What happened? My heart. I rented a car. I returned it. A few Boring. Days. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Says everybody else. Mm. And uh, the stickers. I remember when I was learning to drive. Right. You had a, a, a in America. You would call it a learner's permit. What do they call it here? Provisional license? Provisional license. Yeah, right. So you got a provisional license before, and the rules of a provisional license are, but they weren't enforced, were they? Not really, no, no. I was very relaxed years ago, but now they've come down hard. You have to have a full driver with you at all times if you have a provisional license. And what happens if you don't? What's the fine? They take the car off you and you get turned in. Get out. Yeah, all they do, yeah. Fuck, really? Mm -hmm. Because we we used, I used to have, I had the provisional license of like, it was kind of one of those things like where they just like dash or go on, right? But you had a big learner sticker, which is a f- probably a square foot, is it? It is very big. Big fucking L sticker on the front and the back, and most of the cars in Ireland are small. So if you put an L sticker on the back, it has. I don't know how that wasn't considered a hazard, right? On the back, and now the new thing is the big N, which is like the novice, like, and that's what we were talking about the other day. Like, you fucking. And I saw someone drive today. I was coming down from wherever I was, I was walking down, and uh, I saw a car and one person had an L sticker and an N sticker on it. Yeah. And if you were a passenger seat, you're seeing nothing. Like you can't drive around Ireland and not see the beautiful scenery. And it's just taken in with a big fucking L and an N. When did the uh, the N one come in? God. That'd be funny, it just says N on it, and it's just like the most racist sticker. <laughs> just the most <laughs> racist sticker. <laughs> I don't actually know how long it's been in this. That's probably good four or five years, I'd say. But what's the purpose of it, though? To let people know? I, I think it's a bit of a scam. Like, cause once, you're, once you do your test and you pass, become a novice for two years, I, I think that's down to your insurance. If, if, you, if you're a, a provisional license, your insurance is very high. Now that you're a novice, 
it's still high. And then after two years, when the novice goes away, then you get normal insurance. It's a bit of a scam, that's all. I, think, I was just saying to you, I think like the sticker company are in cahoots with them because you have to buy those stickers. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there a penalty if you don't have the sticker up? Uh, I, I don't know that now. And you can Google it out there, everybody. Like this fucking, just the, the L sticker and the N sticker in Ireland. Does England have it? I don't know that either. See, look at it. I, I've been a full driver for 25 yeah, years. Like, so I don't pay attention to this anymore. I don't even know if I, had, if I got my full license. I'll be honest with you. What? I don't even know if I got my full license. Well, uh, make I... a lot of sense, Daniel, you? Because you're uh, a very bad driver. <laughs> Crash everywhere. I've been in 14 crashes in America. Jesus. 14. Huh? 14 crashes in America. Although I'm better over here than I am over there. Long story short. Go on. <laughs> Nick was driving us down to Cork for a weekend. <laughs> And he had the smallest car ever. It was brand new, by the way. I got it brand new. Oh, well, it was. Well, it, was it was new, new to, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a 97. And it was probably about two or three years. Four years old, I think it was. No. Yeah, yeah go on. Anyhow, so came into Cork looking for a parking spot. There was... <laughs> Do you remember? I couldn't <laughs> change the gear on the way down. Oh, stop. <laughs> I drove Actually, like a, yeah. We, we drove nearly the whole way to Cork fourth. in fourth gear. Because <laughs> I couldn't get into fifth. Jesus, that was... Yeah. So go on. And you nearly knocked down an old woman who was mm. crossing over a pedestrian crossing. I did. Yeah. I did remember that. Yeah. Do you remember the time we were driving back from uh, Dublin on the dual carriageway in a, or the Arklow bypass? Arklow. And it was raining yeah. and all the cops were trying to get me to stop. And we just threw off right through the puddle and drowned them. It was so... The, the, the rain was so heavy that like we couldn't see out through the windscreen. Obviously, we were all these flashing lights. We like, what's this? What's this? <laughs> Dude, about 140 in a 100 zone. What's this? What's this? Eh? No slowing down. Like, just That's like, kilometers, by the way, everybody. So don't start panicking. And we flew through the checkpoint. <laughs> flew through it. Like, and we were shitting ourselves all the way back to West. Sort of keep looking in the rear. Yeah, no, so the Do you know what I think about the other day, too? Like, that when I was, uh, like, now that I'm, like, I'm older now, I have children. So everything now is about like getting home safe and all that stuff, right? And I remember just thinking like I like like the way I drove home like from when I used to work in supermarkets and you'd be on like working like you'd be on call because you're a trainee manager or whatever, so you have to go in at two in the morning, you'd be driving from from Arklow down. But just the speed I would take certain corners at and I just think back and talk, I'm fucking lucky to be alive. Yeah. You know? What's the what's the procedure now? Because when I was in New York and I couldn't believe it, it took me I was done my driving test in 15 minutes, right? And all I had to do was drive in a square, basically. And, and they gave me a license within 15 minutes. What's, your, what's the full test here? How many times did you take it, by the way? I got it first time. Did you, yeah? Mm -hmm. My brother got it in three times. Actually, my two brothers as well got it first time. Right, just... And I know people have been taking it six, seven times and still haven't passed it. And you have to pay for it every time, don't you? Oh, yeah, And course, it's a yeah. six-month list or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long, long waiting list, yeah. Do you remember when, when, when uh, my brother... Um, <clears throat> When he passed, I think on his third time, he got a phone call from the test center. Like a bun apparently one of the testers that he went that failed him twice was under investigation, and they asked him about like how was he. And he's like, I don't think he was fair. While I was waiting to do my test, I was sitting in the waiting room, and some guy was out before me, and he came in, did a perfect run, and as he was parking the car back in the car park of the test center, he hit a bin, reversing and parking the car, and they failed him. Tell, why don't you explain to people, because, and for me, actually, I suppose at this stage, I'm so out of it. Like, cause my, here's my driving test in New York, right? And this has always been my problem with driving in America, because how fucking easy is to get a license, right? I, the guy pulled out, I drove down, he goes, make a right down here. He heard me accent, and he goes, um, oh, my sister married a fella from Galway. And I was like, oh, really? Yeah. And he started telling me when he came over for the wedding. And I was like, and I had to say to him, 
I don't mean to interrupt you there, pal, but where do you want me to go now? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, just take a right. And then should we, we got drunk and they don't have open bars over there. And I was like, okay, where do I go now? I don't mean to keep interrupting. He's like, oh yeah, just go over here. And then he said, uh, all right, we're going to do parallel parking. So I lined up and he goes, ah, you lined up fine, you're good. And I was like, how the fuck can you trust someone with like a three ton weapon that you're driving down on these highways, right? You're surrounded by people like you're the fucking blue angels just flying down a highway, right? And you just, you can judge if someone can drive that in 15 minutes, right? So what again, and I'm not just saying it's not just for, for the audience, but like for just for me now, like what's the full procedure from start to finish? Let's say you're, how old are you going to be now to get a license? Um, well, 16, I suppose. 16, right? For a was period. when I was back that age anyway. Yeah. So start from start then, what's the, the procedure for getting a license? Well, it's been that long ago now. Like, it's, it's just, it's been so long now. It's just vague memories. Like, but you have your theory test anyway, which is really? very hard. Yeah written theory that's not multiple choice right you have to know the answer right yeah yeah because america was multiple choice to go what do you do here do you a fucking give him the finger b i think there is a couple of multiple choice like but there is some like where you have to know the answer definitely yeah, yeah. you have to write it out word for word right oh yeah absolutely yeah but the test itself is half an hour i'd say walk uh, driving around town parallel parking reverse parking three point turn Every, everything they can think of like that you will actually do uh, hill start sort of like, hill start yeah that's the top right one. you're not allowed to roll back how far six inches or something something like that yeah uh, like, parking uh, parallel parking you have to be three or four inches from the curb I think the the hill part the hill one which a lot of people kind of fucking panic when I tell them or they kind of go really park on a really steep hill it's usually the same one isn't it down by down not too bad from where you are White Rock White Rock Hill. Yeah, yeah yeah that's a fucking like that's a mountain like it's mm. like White Rock Mountain it's, it should be called. It's steep, all right. Yeah. And then, like, you have to put put the handbrake on, and then you can't roll back six inches. You have to take off. Yeah. Why does cars flying around you too? Oh yeah, of course, yeah. And uh, and how long does that? Don't you now have to test? You have to be able to change the oil or check the oil. Oh yeah, you have to know everything under the bonnet as well. You have to point and tell it. The bonnet means hood. Oh yeah, yeah. For the Americans, that's yeah, all. but you have to need, yeah, yeah, you have to know everything under the no oil. Change isn't change a tire one of them too. Maybe, but everyone should know that anyway. Yeah, no. yeah I can't nervous. understand how nobody knows how to change a tire. That was a that was one of my my inventions, which I'm, I I I shouldn't say here, but I said it years ago. I came up with, with all these inventions that never went anywhere. But then I saw some people like steal them, right? So, but one was the uh, you'd be a you. This let's say this is like um, what's it called? Not Shark Tank. The Americans have Shark Tank. The Dragon's Den. Oh, Dragon's Den, yes. Right, where people go, like, pitch ideas, right? So just like Shark Tank. So here's my idea, right? Tell me what you think of this. You're the most honest person I know in relation to everything I do. It's amazing. It is, right? <laughs> yeah. I would like to invest 400000 <laughs> So I have two of them, right? First of all, let me tell you how my mind works before I, I, I explain this one. I told you what happened about the, the magnets. Yes. Right? So I used to work in a bank, and I had these name tags on, which were magnets, and I sat in the lobby one day, I was bored, and I was trying to push the two magnets together. And I said, and this is going back 15 years since I lived in the States. First job at Bank of America. And I said, pushing them together. I said, wouldn't that be great if you put them on the bumpers of cars? No accidents, right? And everyone says, you fucking idiot, you right? So then I listened to uh, Joe Rogan recently and Elon Musk, the inventor of the Tesla car, self-driving car. And he said, next year we're coming out with this car that's not gonna, it's gonna avoid, eventually in the future, is going to avoid uh, fender benders. And Joe Rogan said, what is he? He goes, we're going to put magnets. Like that fucking, I could have sold that to him for a skip, or even got a percentage of it, I would have been a billionaire. 
right now you'd be sitting there talking to a, talking to a billionaire. I mean, I wouldn't be talking to you anymore, billionaire. It's like, I'd move up in the world. But my other invention, <clears throat> right, and the name is funny. Once I say the name of it, people just don't take me seriously, right? So I'll tell you the name at the end of it. So if I say it up front, you just laugh. Can you not think of a better name? I'm kind of married to this one now, I'll be honest with you. All right, yeah. I think if, if someone like the, at the Dragon's Den or Shark Tank <clears> said to me, like, all right, we're giving you 500,000, but you have to change the name, like, I'm out. Right? Lies. <laughs> so, Lies. You would take that money and run. So Follow right, whatever you want, Dragons. Let, let, let me ask a question. Traffic. What's probably one of the biggest calls? Now, you go to Dublin. You drive from Wexford to Dublin all the time, right? Or, or Kildare's right outside Dublin, so... Um, what's probably one of, when you come to traffic jams, right? What's probably one of, in your experience the biggest cause of traffic jams? Uh, rubbernecking. Rubbernecking, right? right? Why is it? People are looking at accidents, right? So mm. hear me out. You know when you go to a bank and have those ropes that pull out? Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. So envision one of those, right? They're about, what, three foot high? Three and a half foot high? Right. Four foot high? So let's say a cop pulls up to an accident, right? Only a little fender bender, which wouldn't happen in my magnet's idea. Yeah, you're losing me now. You better hurry up. No, no. Shh, listen. So now all of a sudden... There's two other dragons already out. <laughs> there's, there's <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little fender bender on the road, right? Because you know when you get up there, you go, fuck, that was it. That's what I was fucking stuck in traffic for. Like you wanted to see heads on the road. Like you wanted to see... <clears throat> there had to be blood everywhere. For you to fucking justify that traffic, right? Right, my mind is starting starting to wander. I would never say that though. I'm yawning now. Right. Well, no, just hear me out. So you pull up. Now there's rubbernecking, right? So now the cop gets out, little fender bender, opens opens the boot of the car, the trunk, and he takes out one of those things. But now not only does it just is it three and a half foot high, he click, he double checks, he folds it out. Now it's right. It's almost seven feet, seven feet high. So now what he does when he pulls out that thing, a screen, a screen, right? He wraps that around the car accident. So nobody can see it. So nobody can see the car accident. You can sell advertising space and that's where the cops make money. I mean, they don't need enough money. I'm talking about this for America, for Ireland, for any country, wherever they want to do it, right? And so now people don't be rubbernecking anymore because they'll, they'll drive by, yeah, the first year, right? They're like, oh, there's one of those things that John was telling me about. So now you go up and you see it and you go like, fuck, <clears throat> that's it. It's actually not a bad idea. It's a good idea, right? Yeah. Do you want to know what it's called? Oh, go on. The accident cover-up or... <laughs> Get out. Just get out of my house. But isn't that a great idea? Get out! <laughs> We're done. Would you, would you invest in that? Yeah, I'd give you a couple of 10, 20 euro. Come on. Think about that though. No, 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 it is a good idea. Actually, it is a very good idea. Because then I, I said that and people were like, yeah, but then they'd stop to watch, to look at the... the... And you know where I got the idea? Wexford race course when I was a child. We went up to the... We snuck into the race course. And it was horse racing, obviously. Am I going to have something up there for watching just me running around? And then a horse fell and broke his leg, right? So instead of just like dragging him off, they dropped this thing and they put this sheet around him. Around him. A horse cover up or a few. <laughs> and they just sort of <laughs> shot the horse. I was like, that'd be fucking great. And you can shoot the cunt who was responsible for the accident. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> Speeding with a baton. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right? I like it. So, all right then, I'll let you say, any stories you want to tell? And you want to oh, there's in? a good one. Go ahead, there's tell a me good then. one. Let's end on best, a good one then. The best night out we've ever had. What is it? Your 21st. Oh, fucking hell. Go on, you can tell it. Are you sure? Don't mention names though, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Can't mention names. Okay, so. I can't, by the way, I was only a boy, 21 years of age. I can't be excuses, judged. Excuses, excuses. I can't be, uh, I can't be uh, judged for this, but go on. So let me paint the picture. 
Mix 21st birthday party. Can I just stop you before I don't mean to interrupt you? For everyone who don't, doesn't live in Ireland, your 21st birthday party in Ireland is probably the biggest party you would have for your birthday, right? Like Absolutely. The, like in America, you have the Sweet 16. We have 21st. Sorry, go ahead. I pin. Yeah. Right? Even if it'd be bigger than your 40th or anything like that. Anyhow, so Mix 21st birthday party. At the time, Mick was in a long-term relationship. Well. <laughs> what do you mean, well? Off and on. Okay, just, <laughs> just to protect her identity, let's call her Valerie. <laughs> Rhymes with it. Go on. Okay, right. <laughs> I, Mick, being... Who he was at the time, had a little mistress on the side. Let's call her, um, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes it worse. John O'Leary. Well, no, 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 no. To be fair, not a mistress, because I broke up with this one, got with that one, and then I got back with the other one. And that was the problem. And kept on staying in the other one. No, I didn't. Did you not? No, that was, that's all above board. Stop winking at me. I was, <laughs> that's all above board. I was with one. Broke up with her and then I went the other one. And the reason why, because they both hated each other. Oh, yeah, I know. Really hated each other. So oh, yeah. I, I left one, was with the other, mm. and then broke up with that one, went back to the other one. Okay, let's go with my story. It's more so, interesting. Okay. And juicy. Go on. <laughs> yeah. But not, not factual, but go on. That's what sells. So Mick Anio decides to invite his mistress to his Don't, 21st. Again, stop calling her mistress. I like that. Ex-girl I like that. <laughs> his mistress. <laughs> to his 21st birthday party. So tensions were high. Well, the night was all okay <laughs> and then it came to the 21st kisses. Explain what the 21st kisses are. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I did 21st birthday party. It's, it's tradition that you'll get 21 kisses of 21 different people. So you sit in a chair in the middle of the floor. Yes. Dance and floor. Be music, whatever music's playing in the background. People form a line and they go up and just give you a kiss. Much like it is right now after a show. Girls just get online. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyhow, so... Kisses started and... And already pecks, by the way. They're little pecks. Yeah. So John <laughs> thought it'd be a great idea to go get her man, walks up and wears the face off me. Well, the 21st kiss was supposed to be saved for your girlfriend. Yes. And she thought it'd be a good idea to jump in. Just cut right in front of the other one. And all hell ensues. <laughs> Well, you can tell the rest of it then. Well, there's no, you're the rest of it. I was outside then, remember? And you and me were outside and you were trying to calm the situation down. And it was just me and you outside. And your dad came out. And But it was like, we were laughing though. Like, oh, were, I was never as scared as your dad is that night. When no, no, but you and me were laughing though outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, the fucking door burst off the off the hinges coming out to the car park. I was like, are you, you fucking idiot? What the fuck did I tell you? <laughs> and my dad just barreled towards me. Ah, oh, fuck. I have breath to bring that whole night up again now. I have a very bad memory, but I remember that day. <laughs> I have a bad memory, but I made up names and scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a bad memory, you might just make it up as you go along. Anyway, so if you want to judge me, if you have any other comments, uh, send it to my Instagram, Mick Thomas Comedy. Uh, so that was my first guest, Tommy. Thanks so much for doing that for me, man. You you feel better now? You're a little bit relaxed? Nope. Because I'm trying to get you this since Monday. I nearly a week I'm trying to get you. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll, we'll do it tomorrow. And um, yeah, any closing statements you want to say? Uh, no, all the best. Um, safe trip home. All right, cheers. And get out of my house. <laughs> Don't watch 1917. Yeah, and stop breaking my <laughs> toilet.
I remember you also in my head for that. I shouldn't really end on this, but I will. That I think I was, I went back to America. I was over here last April. And all you did is you text me. And I, t- I text you and say, hey man, thanks very much for letting me stay and blah, blah, blah. Do you remember what you wrote back? I, I think I know where this you is going. Go, yeah. You're never coming here again. There's all shit marks out the back of me toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, obviously I don't use that toilet, so it took me days to see it. And it was rock hard. I can't explain what I had to use to get that off. Like, oh, uh, fucking hell, what a way to end the show. All right, well, thanks for listening. Tommy, thanks for coming on, man. That means a lot to me. Bye-bye now. Take care. All right, good luck now. Good luck, everybody. Here's to make Thomas show. Make Thomas his wife girl. <laughs>